What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. Just Roshane today, actually. <laughs> He's the artist formerly known as Roshane J. <laughs> is now Roshane. This is true. Going through a slight social media change. And I'm coming at you, homies, simply this holiday season as Roshane. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> nice to meet you. You're like totally different in this episode. You have an entirely different personality. Like, hey, guys, I want you to know that whoever that Roshane J guy was, like, forget about him, all right? You're in the warm embrace of Roshane, all right? He's here for you. He's got your back. He's got the smooth stylings. Oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> But I would love to hear you answer these questions um, as as Roshane, because we've got a couple, uh, not a couple, all of these, all of these questions are very good. Um, so, yeah, guys, we're doing a we're doing a Q&A episode. We are yay. doing, yay, it's the, Happy holidays. it's the homies holiday Q&A. Um, it's, Ooh, that was nice. Wait, was hold up. That was, did you plan that? That was good. Well, okay. Um, that's what I've had that in my mind for a while. Cause that's also the post that we put asking for the questions. That's what it was called. The homies holiday Q and a, I can't act like I just made that up. I made it up earlier. I want you to know that the magic is like fully gone. Like I was there for it and now it's just- Well, you're just late for evaporated. the magic. The magic had <laughs> happened a while ago and you just got there. You just got to the show, <laughs> that's all. But no, it's still magical, still a magical time. We got some, some spicy holiday questions from all of you homies that we will be answering today. Um, and this obviously is our bonus episode. This is our gift to you guys today. When the episode comes out, it should be Christmas Eve. And isn't there isn't there another gift that we're also giving out along with this episode? Um, I'm unsure. I'm unsure what you're what you're talking about. What's that? Like maybe a little some some that we have for one of the homies that sent us a question. Oh, you know, maybe. did you mean the homies hoodie? that we will be giving away to one lucky listener, then yes, we do have a great gift to give you. I <laughs> did. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> then yes. How did you know? I don't know. I just had a feeling that that was what you may have been mentioning. And if that is the case, then yes, homies. We did mention that this is a giveaway episode. So at the end of this episode, we will be announcing the winner. And the winner will be winning our... Our very first homies hoodie that we're like putting out into the world, which is very that exciting. first little bit of merch. Yes, our first little taste, just a little nibble of merch. Um, so we will be announcing the winner at the end of this episode. So please stay tuned for that um, because that is obviously very exciting. Also, we will be DMing the winner um, as well, but you got to stay for the announcement because that's like the fun part, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then also we have a little fun game that we will be playing after our Q&A portion is over um, that I put together for Roshane to play. I have no idea what it is yes. like most of Erica's games. 
Correct. Very minimal information was given to him. That's the way that I like to play these games with him knowing nothing. But first, should we get into some some questions? All right, let's do it. Let's get into these questions. There there were some hot questions on that post. There were. There's some doozies that we're probably going to need to discuss, but I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about these. I'm sipping on some eggnog because tis the season, as they say. I got my uh, handy dandy little bit of uh, Tennessee whiskey. Not very uh, Christmassy, but you know, eh. all days are half about getting drunk. So it works. La vie. It's a different time. <laughs> 2020 is a different time. You can get you can get a little <laughs> wild for the holidays. I think it's a very appropriate 2020 drink, yeah. honestly. I agree. I think that that sounds about right. So you drink, you drink your whiskey. Oh, I, I, I will, Erica. I, I will drink my whiskey. <laughs> You're like, I didn't ask for your permission, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So let us get into these questions. First, coming in hot, we have a very thoughtful question from Slash You Podcast. And they said, who wins on American Ninja Warrior? LL Cool J or Santa Jaws? And now uh. <laughs> they also they also there was a, a little like footnote to this question <laughs> that says from them that says many facets here to think about. Santa Jaws is bigger and probably will have a tough time climbing ropes and older LL will struggle. But let's say Santa Jaws has arms and that LL is in his prime. Wow, what a what an elaborate and very specific question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's honest, I gotta answer. I, I feel like I would have to go with it's gotta be LL Cool J, right? Right. Right? I think because, so. Because Santa Jaws is a shark. <laughs> right. And the thing about American Ninja Warrior, which I love, is the water, once you hit the water, you're done. But I think yeah. Santa Jaws would not understand that concept. However, they do say that she is the smartest, strongest, fastest shark. If we were going off of speed alone, like say Santa Jaws is able to do the course and we're going mm -hmm. off of speed alone, I think she might have a chance. But if we're going off of strength, I think LL Cool J's got this in the bag. Well... I almost feel like even in this hypothetical, mm -hmm. right? L let's say Santa Jaws uses its holiday spirit to gain legs and arms and is able to compete in this course. I just feel like if she had legs and could be on land, she wouldn't even want to do the course. She'd just go around eating people, right? Like she would mm. then just terrorize all the audience members and just eat them. Like I don't think she'd want to even do American Ninja Warrior. Right, but what if her prize was people to eat? I mean, even then, wouldn't she just eat the people and then <laughs> why wait? Eat the you know, but yeah, it's like why go through all the trouble of doing all these difficult obstacles if there's a giant buffet of people like right to the right of her? Like, right. I feel like she's a she's a smart shark. I feel like she'd go for that. That's true. It is like an all you can eat buffet. How, but also, if it was a battle, but if it's a battle between the two of them, like if we were talking like fisticuffs, LL Cool J. Oh, would Santa Jaws. I don't know. I'd say oh. Santa Jaws all the way. Okay. It's clear that we don't agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
if we're talking American Ninja Warrior, LL Cool J, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. for that, yes, yes, LL Cool J. We can agree on that. Okay. That other one will be a conversation for another time because what the heck? I'm, what, you think LL Cool J is going to beat a giant Christmas he shark beat, in, a, in a hands competition? He Hell no. Nah. Excuse me? Do we need to watch Deep Blue Sea again? LL Look. Cool J single-handedly killed <laughs> two, like two of the sharks, two of the three, and I he would, was I wounded, would. and he was a priest chef. He wasn't even like, you know, meant to be a violent man. And then if we're talking legitimate LL Cool J, I think he would be totally ready for that. Look, LL Cool J, the shark slayer, I give all respect to, all right? He did his dues in Deep Blue Sea. But when you're talking Christmas-fueled, candy cane horn, jingle bell, mega sharks, I, I got to give that to Santa Jaws. I, I don't know. Uh, we, may, we may just have to agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree <laughs> for now. We'll discuss this more later. <laughs> what, uh, a, what a question to start on. I though. know. That was a good one. That was I actually really like that, though. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one is... How long would you last in a horror movie? And that is from Scaredy Cats, the podcast. Um, hmm. You know, honestly, I think I would die tragically early in a horror movie. Mm. If we're going to be real here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like I'd be in the horror movie and you'd see me and be like, oh, you know, slightly athletic dude. Like he's got this. He'll he'll be able to put up a fight. And then either the killer or the creature is just going to mutilate me. And then everyone else is just going to be like, oh, fuck, <laughs> like we're in trouble. Like, I feel like that's the fate that I would take. Yeah. I also think that I wouldn't last very long. I think I'd be out fairly early, um, specifically if this is like a slasher type of movie. I have a habit where when I am being chased, my legs give out and I know I like a lot of times I'm watching movies and though that like stupid thing where the girl trips over nothing and I'm always like what an idiot but that would be me like I would just mm -hmm. fall to the ground so yeah I don't know if the killer was coming after me fairly early I think he would probably succeed in killing me in that moment you know the other thing too like outside of just knowing my own habits and stuff too it's the glasses thing i feel oh, like yeah. everybody with glasses we just have a disadvantage in these situations because mm -hmm. if i lose my glasses that's it like i'm screwed the moment i lose my glasses and we lose lighting it's game over like i can't see shit that's true yeah i can't see without my glasses i'm a true velma through and through <laughs> i can't hear very well so so the answer is very early. Yeah, not Definitely long at all. <laughs> 10 minutes tops is probably <laughs> our answer for that. Alrighty. So our next one comes from Fear of the Talking Queers. And hey. their question is, if your fate ended at the hands of a holiday killer, who would you want it to be? Krampus, Black Christmas Billy, Silent Night, Deadly Night Billy, or Santa Claus? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, we got two Santa Jaws mm -hmm. questions. It, I'm like, part of me is hoping that we may or may, I don't know if we're late to the game or if we put a couple people on the Santa Jaws. I'd like to believe that we did. <laughs> um, 
However, that is not the answer for me. I I would actually not want to be taken out by Santa Jaws. No. I think probably Krampus. Yeah. Right? I th- I feel like out of all of them, Krampus would be the the least brutal depending on like what version of Krampus you get, but like I think I'd rather be like dragged to hell than slasher movie killed or eaten. Eaten, mm-hmm. I think, is the worst. Like I, I do. If I'm gonna die in a horror movie, I'd rather be something quick than being like slowly eaten. I think that's like the worst death you can have. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I definitely wouldn't want it to be Santa Jaws either. Krampus, I love because I. I'd live for a creative kill and I think it would be kind of fun to be killed by like a toy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to go Silent Night, Deadly Night, Billy, because I think it would be if I got lucky and <laughs> lucky, if, if, if he just like <laughs> shot me or stabbed me, like his killings are the most um, simple and I think probably the quickest way that i could just be like all right it's done black christmas billy no way because he's just doing doing too much i feel like it would last the absolute for, most it would last forever i would just be like oh my god kill me now so yeah i think silent night deadly night billy would probably be like a nice quick get it done maybe he'd give me like a silly one-liner to send me off and i'd be like oh my god so yeah i think i would choose him yeah, I want any killer that that plays with their food. Like, no, yeah. thank you. Like, just just end it quick. Yeah, just be done. So, so yeah. Um, the next, well, this is a twofer. They go together, but the two separate questions. Um, okay. by the Torn Prince Brightside, and okay. they are. I kind of have two questions. Both of them relate to acting. Have either of you ever acted in any horror movies or short films? If not. Which subgenre of horror would you want to play in? Slasher, paranormal, creature feature, etc. Um, well, all right. So for me, I'd say, well, I've never worked on a horror film myself, although I would love to. Um, I think I would either do a zombie or a paranormal film, like one of the two of those. Mm-hmm. Cuz like for me, I feel like I think a good paranormal horror movie is like absolutely terrifying. So it'd be fun to kind of be on the other side and get to actually like create the ghost events that scare people. And I mean, you've been playing Phasmophobia with me on Twitch. So like, you know how like spooked I get by ghosts. So I think being the actual conductor of the scares would be kind of fun. And then I just love zombie films. So I'd love to make a zombie film at some point, but probably one of the two of those. So like paranormal or zombie for me. Okay. Um, no, I've never acted in one. I did write a horror short. That... Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember watching that. Yo, that was good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if you can even find it anymore. Um, but yeah, I wrote I wrote a horror short that um, ended up being filmed with the production company that I was a part of at the time. And it was a um, home invasion style, well, apartment invasion style movie um, called Whistle. And that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing that. I am currently writing another horror movie script. 
Um, most of the time I write them, I obviously want to act in one, but I, I think because I watch so many horror movies, I just have so many ideas and I just want to like see them come to life. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if I had to act in one, I think my two would probably be, I think Paranormal would be really fun because I think it would be fun to do the like the stunts that come with it like to be thrown up in the air and have to act like something you know like a ghost is crossing me across the room i think that that would be really fun um so i would either want to do that or like a body horror movie that's like one of my favorite horror genres and i would think i think it would be so fun to like be in the makeup and have to act like something horrible is happening to my happening to my body i think that would be like a fun acting interesting like mm-hmm. having something like pop out of your chest and be like Bleh! yeah like or like have that. like my skin be melting off like all oh. of, all of the blob or something i think that that would be really really fun um oh, so brutal <laughs> yeah i know but wouldn't it be cool to like watch yourself and be like oh my god like watch it back and be like wow that's yeah, nuts. Erica. Until this podcast, I did not realize how hardcore you were. Like, holy shit! Yeah, I, it'd be like that sometimes. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so those would probably be my like two that I would love to act in. Okay. I'm gonna skip down because there's another question that is also in that similar vein, and that is by um, Six Feet Forever submitted this question, and they mm-hmm. said, as actors and lovers of lovers of the horror genre do you actually have the desire to work in horror films if so could you handle something as intense as say the conjuring hmm. okay i mean they're like similar but they're kind of different mm-hmm. questions and um, oh go ahead no go for it um i was gonna say yeah i think that that would be so much fun to be on a movie like that and like and that because I feel like that movie definitely kind of checks all of the boxes of like what I was just saying of being like thrown in the air or like the part where her hair gets pulled and she's like being dragged around the room. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. I think that that would be so much fun. I do think it would be scary sometimes. Like, you know, you hear these stories about, oh, was that set cursed? Like the Poltergeist yeah, set right. or the Exorcist set and like how all these weird things happen. I do think sometimes about that and like, oh, am I like welcoming demon would i be welcoming something evil within me by telling this story but i don't know i just still think that it would be a good time (laughs) yeah i mean be kind of fun well i mean like i said before i would like i definitely want to work in horror um though honestly if i think about it i think i'd rather direct a horror movie than act in it Mm. Okay. Because, like, I feel like, for me, horror is just, like, one of those genres that it works really well when all the different pieces kind of, like, complement each other. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think good direction is really important in, like, making a good horror movie over, like, a bad horror movie. Where it's, like, I think acting in a, in a horror movie would be a shit ton of fun. And I think it'd be like a dope set to be on. And there's just so many cool elements attached to that. Mm -hmm. But I think whether or not that movie is good, a lot of the times that falls onto the direction and the editing of the movie. Because I think even through the movies that we've watched, like we've watched so many movies where actors have had phenomenal performances, but the actual movie itself wasn't as good. So it kind of falls flat. 
And so I think for me, having the control, that creative control to actually like make everything work together as one cohesive, scary thing is more so what I would want to do. Gotcha. Yeah, I could see that. I think just being on that set in any like capacity, horror sets just seem so much fun. So yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying to get on one of those sets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, horror sets—they got a different vibe. Like yeah. it's a whole different vibe, I think, than like your regular set. It's yeah. just different style of film. It it be hitting different. I feel it like. be hitting different. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, this next question is from the Terror Twins podcast, and they said, "What started your love for horror films or film in general?" Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like we've talked a lot about what kind of got us into horror, like in different parts of the podcast Mm -hmm. um, from like growing up and like watching scary, different scary movies like Nightmare on Elm Street and it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. As for film in general, for me, like I've always enjoyed watching movies. Um, Going to the movies is kind of like my thing. Like everybody's got got like that thing that they love to do. Um, Going to the movies has always been my thing. Uh, growing up, my family, though my, I have a big family, slightly dysfunctional, but like we all love each other. But like one of the things that was always a good time is when we were able to like come together and all go see a movie. And so I think growing up in that environment really started to um, develop a love for movies at a young age. Mm-hmm. And that has carried through to adulthood for me. And then the horror aspect of that is just kind of like a side effect of watching a lot of fucked up shit growing up mm-hmm. yeah i i think for me I'll, i guess i'll just talk broadly and just say film in general i think the mm-hmm. thing that made me like love it was getting dvds and watching the director and actor commentary like watching the yeah. movie with the commentary on it um I don't know. It just made me appreciate movies in a different way because there was so much work that went behind it and hearing the processes of making different things or how they achieved a specific scene or like what the actor was thinking in that moment like made me really like I guess be more interested and more open to more genres because for a long time, I felt like maybe I was focused on like a very specific genre and I never really wanted to watch anything outside of that. And then I like was able to broaden my horizons because I was able to appreciate every genre more, um, mm-hmm. which I guess encompasses, you know, the horror genre as well. But that's I I feel like that maybe was the start of my love for it because I was like, oh, there's like a lot <laughs> that goes into films and that's really cool. Yeah, right. And there's yeah. a lot more, com- like if you don't look into it, like you don't realize how complex making a movie really is because you just see the final product. You don't see all the steps that lead up to it mm-hmm. and the sheer amount of work that goes into actually making a film, like even a bad film just requires so much labor and so much um, discipline and work that it's just, once you I think once you get a taste of that and you kind of understand that aspect of it, it breeds in you kind of appreciation for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, if you guys have any DVDs these days and they have commentary on them, maybe take a little listen or even just watching <laughs> like behind the scenes videos and blooper. Oh, I, lo- and I love stuff behind the scenes stuff. YouTube. It's always yeah, so cool. It's great. OK, 
Um, the next question is, if you were a killer in a horror movie, what would be your weapon of choice? And that is from a podcast on Elm Street. Ooh, that's a fun question. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't know. Do you have one? I do. It's not very practical, but it's the first thing that popped into my head. Okay, what is it? A whisk. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, it would be really, really impractical. But then I thought of what if I had like... um. If I had like a beater, like um, you like oh, an egg those, beater, like, electric, the electric, electric ones, ones that you hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would have to be one that doesn't need a plug and one that you can just press and it turns on. And if I connected like knives to it, and I was like uh-huh. a baker, but I was <laughs> <laughs> I was a baker, but I killed people um, and then turned them into cakes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like used or maybe I like killed people who didn't like my baking and mm. then. Yeah, and then maybe I just like you're like a, you're a resentful baker that's just seeking vengeance. Yeah, I'm a very insecure, like vengeful baker. <laughs> yeah. What would, okay, hold up. What would your outfit be? What what would be the outfit? Ooh, okay, I've got a chef's hat on, right? Mm-hmm. A tall one. We're talking like the ones from Ratatouille, like tall chef hat. <laughs> I've got on combat boots. Mm-hmm. I have on a chef's coat, but it's like, um, it's like distressed. Like it has like splatters of like dough and flour and frosting all over it. So it's like not even really white anymore. It's really dirty. Mm-hmm. And then I'm wearing, um, and I'm wearing khakis. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> Oh my god, we're gonna have to make this a like Halloween costume for you at some <laughs> point. <laughs> um, fuck, what would I what would I use? I feel like I feel like if I if I was a killer in a movie, I'd probably I think I'd use something like like uh like Negan's bat from uh The mm-hmm. Walking Dead. Like like a like baseball bat like wrapped in like barbed wire and shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like you you whenever you see that again, this is just my my zombie side coming out again. Like whenever you see that, it's usually like somebody using it on like zombies to like beat zombies back and all that shit. But like when you see it used on people, like it's so brutal. Like the people that have watched The Walking Dead know how brutal those scenes are. Um, so I think for like an intimidating killer. That would be a pretty dope weapon to use. Um, but I don't know. Knowing me, I'd probably use some silly shit. Like, I don't know, like a fucking yo-yo or something. Like, Ooh, I feel like I'd use, like, some really, like, childish stuff to kill people with. I like the yo-yo. And then maybe when you, like, throw it really hard, like, it sends out a, a what are those stars the ninjas use? Oh, a, nin- a ninja star? Yeah. Oh, sh- shuriken, shuriken. Maybe it sends one of those out. Fuck it, I throw Pokemon cards at people too. Why not? Let's just go all the way with it. Ooh, and slice and dice them with your cards. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> They'll call me the 90s killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question says, um, what, what is y'all's favorite horror movie that is generally considered bad? And that's from the I Hope You Suffer podcast. That's considered bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, fuck, I don't know. Does the scary movie two count? Does that count as a bad movie? I don't know. Do people consider that bad? I feel like scary movie two is usually one of the ones that I feel like scary movie one through three were like fairly considered good. I don't know, but you could say that. That can be your okay, answer I, if you'd like it to be. I mean, that's the th- that's the first thing that pops in my head because like I mean, all the scary movies are not like good movies i guess like you probably argue that they are good but like from a from a filmmaking standpoint they're probably not the best right but scary movie 2 brought brings me so much joy like i could watch that movie literally any fucking day of the week and mm-hmm. i wouldn't get tired of it mm-hmm. that basketball scene lives <laughs> in my brain in legend like it it has its own hall of fame within my mind that is just that scene that is yeah that is a good it's, it's one of the best scenes that's ever been in a movie ever and i will never forget it uh but yeah scary movie two for now i think it'll be mine because i can't think of anything else okay um maybe one of the leprechauns i don't know uh, yeah i people don't like the leprechaun movies but i really like them <laughs> I was just, the leprechaun they're just the- fun <laughs> they're just fun and dumb um mm-hmm. So I like the Leprechaun movies. I think maybe I'm going to say 13 Ghosts. I know that that movie just didn't do like super well um, when it came out. And mm-hmm. it's such a weird movie, like how choppy everything is. The style of it is so like early 2000s. Um, but we're not going to sit here and act like those ghosts, though weren't fire and that like the design behind them and the stories behind them i love that and Mm -hmm. i love me some tony shalhoub (laughs) he's great he's great so yeah i'll say 13 ghosts i don't know if that's really like uh considered bad i mean i know it is by some people but yeah that's like it's a hard question because there's just like there's those that are considered like I get the question I get what they're asking mm-hmm. but I feel like when you think about it the movie's not bad to you so like at right. least for me in my brain like it's hard for me to pick the movie because in my head the movie's fantastic like whether or not other people like it it's like that's their opinion and yeah. I don't care it's like hard to know what people did like especially in the horror genre because a lot of times we 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 still enjoy movies that aren't great, but they're still really popular in the horror genre because they're just like so much fun. So, don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with Thirteen Ghosts for now. Yeah, I got Scary Movie Two and the entire Leprechaun franchise. <laughs> As his answers. <laughs> okay, this is from Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, and they said, "What's your least favorite horror subgenre?" So for me. It's probably a toss-up between, and you're probably going to be mad at me for this, but I think it's a toss-up between torture porn and body horror, actually. Oh, so some of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> the, reason, the reason being is, like, I can deal with, like, grotesque imagery or gore for the most part, but if it doesn't serve some bigger purpose, like, if it's just there for absolute shock value, then me personally, I check out. Okay, that's fair. I get that. Um, it's definitely like, I don't know, that genre, that subgenre can fall into like gore for gore's sake really fast. And then it's like, okay, what's the mm-hmm. point? <laughs> like, why are we yeah, watching I think, this? <laughs> I think that that's, that's probably like my absolute least favorite is where it's just like, here's 
60 plus minutes of just gore just to make you cringe like that does nothing for me mm-hmm. hmm this is a hard one because i like a lot maybe put like exorcism or like possession movies aren't always my favorite mm-hmm. um maybe that would be like my least favorite subgenre, and it's hard because like i like paranormal as like a subgenre. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess I just get tired of like the exorcism. It, it, some of them can be very boring to me at yeah. times because I just get a little bit after a while. It's like, OK, they're possessed. Now we're bringing in the priests. Now we're doing the exorcism. And a lot yeah, of them there's like feel, a whole cycle or yeah. system that just, you know, you're going to have to go through it because of the the sake of the genre right it's just like okay this is this is this again and what's gonna make this one different um so maybe that would be my least favorite genre and i'm not a huge like i i like like monster movies but Mm -hmm. i'm not a huge like werewolf person Uh, there are very specific werewolf movies that i like but I don't mm. often want to rewatch werewolf movies, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Werewolves is kind of like a weird one where like the concept is always cool. And then I don't know. I just feel like I, I, I grow detached mm-hmm. like very quickly when it comes to werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. Because you really have to. It, it Monster movies are one of those things where maybe it's because for werewolves. You really have to care or be interested at all in the character that eventually is going to turn into the werewolf. And Mm. that's not always the case for me. So, yeah, maybe that one, too. But I would say I probably like that more than I like possession movies. Yeah, I feel that. Okay. So our next one is. What's your favorite genre to watch aside from horror? And that is from Happily Ever Slasher. Oh, comedy, 100%, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely comedy. I mean, even as, like, I've been, you you know, I've done improv comedy for, like, almost a decade now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I enjoy just, like, how I like watching scary movies and being collectively scared with people. I love watching comedy and then collectively laughing with people. Like mm-hmm. I for me, for me, movies and the movie going experience, a lot of that is about the community behind it and about kind of like the camaraderie that comes with watching movies. So I think those two feelings of both like fear and humor really work very well in group settings. So like if if I'm going to host a party and we're going to watch a movie like nine out of ten times, I'll probably suggest a comedy movie because like those are just always fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Those are really fun. Um, my favorite is probably either romance or no, probably romance. It's my like top after horror. Oh, <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good romance movie. I like, yeah, I love romance movies. I like period pieces, like Pride and Prejudice type <laughs> movies too. <laughs> This is such a this is such a shift from the person the torture porn body horror girl that wanted a small creature to burst (laughs) from her body. 
<laughs> in the most grotesque way possible. He burst from my possible. body, and then we start making out, and then we're <laughs> dating now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I like romance. Um, I also like musicals, but if I had to choose, like if someone was like, you can't watch horror today, then I'd be like, okay, well, then I'm going to watch some romance movies. <laughs> okay. I'll I feel it. I feel it. You, you feel you feel me. Um, next question is, who is your favorite horror director and why? And that is from the Horror Movie Crew podcast. Favorite Ay, horror director. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big one. I, I feel like that answer changes for me periodically. Um, right now, it's probably a toss-up between Ari Aster and Wes Craven, I want to yeah. say. And I mean, I think Wes Craven is for all the obvious reasons that people always say with Wes Craven. But Ari Aster's really grown on me, especially like rewatching Hereditary and even Midsommar, like watching those two movies and seeing his style. And it's been a long time um, for me outside of like Jordan Peele, where like a horror a horror movie director has caught my attention so much that I'm excited for the next thing that they release mm-hmm. because it's like, even, even though the, the list of movies is short for, for Ari Aster, like both ones have packed enough of a punch that I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting. Like what's the next one? Like what's the next one going to be like, fuck with my mental again, Ari, I'm <laughs> waiting. Like give me that next one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I would probably say, I mean, I love James Wan's movies mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I just like the storytelling in most of his movies. And um, of like recent horror movies that I've loved, his movies show up on my list quite often. Um, Mike Flanagan has been doing it for me lately. Um, okay. Because. I think the style that he has and the shots that he gets um, or that he achieves in both his shows and his movies are always very interesting and they're always very beautiful. And like, if you guys want to know more about how I feel about that, just watch our Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. (laughs) Or not watch them, but listen to our episodes on that because we talk a lot about the shots and the way that they're set up in that show, I think is like insane and always pleasing to the eye. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've been, yeah, I really like both of them. If I'm going for like a classic, I would say John Carpenter. Um, Yeah. John Carpenter is great. Yeah. Cause he like, he hits my body horror. Like, itch a lot of times he's awesome at like setting up scares he knows what's scare. i feel like john carpenter in his movies you can tell that when he was filming it he was like i know what's scary and i know what's mm-hmm. gonna be scary so we're gonna shoot it like this um yeah if i'm going with a classic i'm going with him but flanagan and juan so far in like the newer horror world have i'm usually like happy after i watch one of their movies like i'm usually impressed even it's a movie that i'm like "Eh, i didn't really enjoy it as much there's still something about it where i'm like oh but that was so them that like that was a good part or that was a good scene or whatever so yeah okay um next one is 
from Joys of Horror. And the question is, what is your favorite Stephen King horror adaptation? Okay. Well, I mean, you know this, and this is probably going to upset a lot of homies, but like, I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. Gonna be real. Like, I, I respect Stephen King. It's just growing up, like, his movies weren't really for me. However, if I had to pick, it's probably like a toss up between Carrie and it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably leaning more towards Carrie because I did think Carrie was really good. Mm-hmm. Though I did hear that Doctor Sleep was really good, and I haven't seen it yet. So yeah, I'm also slacking on Doctor Sleep. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, so I am. I might just be slacking in my movie viewing, but I, I think I'd go with Carrie. Okay, I really like I. I really enjoy because I am one of I'm like kind of on the opposite. I read a lot of Stephen King books and I usually watch most of the adaptations that they do of his books. Um, It's always a possibility of being a swing and a miss when they adapt his books because most of them are so long. But ones Mm -hmm. that I think they did really well are The Mist. I think that that movie is like great from start to finish Stephen King even thinks that the ending of the movie is better than the ending that was in his book and it's just a great movie so I like the mess it's very bleak but a really it's a really creepy story I like that one for the story in itself because some of them like the story is like eh. but that one I think is a really good story um so I like the mist I like Christine I think that that I remember when I was younger, Christine was like one of my favorite Stephen King adaptations. Christine and Pet Cemetery were my favorite when I was younger. So <clears throat> now that I'm older, yeah, I guess I would say put the mist up there. I might put the mist as number one for me, f- for me for now in this moment in time when I'm like thinking back and trying to think of like a movie that I feel like really did some justice. I would say I would say that would oh or misery misery is a good one too though. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good that's a good pick. I'll, a good yeah, pick. so I'll say misery and the mist. Um, I'm kind of glad you didn't say the shining because I feel like we would have had a conversation no, there. No, <laughs> no, not not <laughs> the shining. <laughs> I prefer the book version of the shining for sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next question is, what are y'all's favorite winter holiday themed horror movie? And that is from RKO Creep 13. Dude, right now, I think you already know. Like, I think you already know which one's mine right now. Yeah. And it is for sure a Christmas horror story currently. And it's just because we are like fresh off of watching that movie. And it was such a joy to watch. Um, I won't go too long into it on this episode about it. If you want to know why that's my favorite, just go back one episode and watch our A Christmas Horror Story episode mm-hmm. and you'll know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a great one. I like that um, Black Christmas is always a classic. Um mm-hmm. If we're doing like a wintry one, I always feel like the thing is appropriate during the winter time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I was definitely my brain definitely went like straight Christmas. Yeah. And even like I didn't even like uh, register the winter part of it. I was just like, no, winter. That's Christmas time. <laughs> Which Santa movie do I like the most? Yeah. So I guess those those are probably like go tos for me. I also like Santa Slay. I know it's like a dumb movie, but. 
Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun, yeah, it's a it's fun, fun one. <laughs> so I would also say that that one is probably like a go-to for me. Alrighty, next one is what are our favorite non-horror flicks? And that's from Girl That's Scary. Non-horror, so just our favorite movie? That's hard. Yeah, that you can name. I I don't really have a favorite movie at the moment, so I'm just gonna name movies that I enjoy that aren't horror. Um, Beetlejuice is always mm-hmm. a good one for me. Goodfellas is up there. Mm. Um, I like The Goonies a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> it's one of those movies that <laughs> I can just watch it all the time. <laughs> um, it's hard. Anytime anybody asks me to be like, what's your favorite movie? I never, I can yeah. never answer. I'm like, I literally have no idea. <laughs> Because the the answer always fucking changes. It always changes. Um, I think my top three right now, like today in this moment, um, Shaun of the Dead always in top three. Mm -hmm. Um, I fucking love that movie. Uh, Kill Bill Mm -hmm. is my favorite Tarantino. And then, you know what? I'm going to throw you for a loop here. Rush Hour 2. Because that movie brought me so much joy throughout this lifetime that I'd feel <laughs> remiss to leave it out of the list. Yeah. I'm just going to go Goonies, Goodfellas, and I'll also say I'll say Sabrina, the Audrey Hepburn movie. I used to watch that movie. Okay. A lot. Quite a bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll throw that out there. I'm sure as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to be like, I, I don't know why I said that. That's so dumb. But that's all I can think of at the moment. <laughs> okay. Uh, so next question is, who do you two believe is the most significant black actor and actress in the horror genre? And that is from Xvader underscore Timex. I uh, believe the two, the most significant at black actor and actress in mm-hmm. the horror genre? Yeah. Yeesh. That's that's a tough question. I'm gonna say Tony Todd for sure for my actor. Yeah, I feel that. Um, for actor, um, probably Dwayne Jones from uh, mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, actress. I will say it's hard for me to pick a significant actress because I think there are a lot of actresses where they kind of like broke the mold a little bit and then they you know and that was what they did and then mm-hmm. and then there was a new actress that came in and they broke the mold a little bit because like off the top of my head i think of like jada Pinkett smith or yeah. rachel true like, or brandy even um so it's hard for me to say one that yeah sticks in my mind more than the other others i i mean i suppose like those three i they're like they're like the ones, right? They they're the ones that you're like in during that time period that kind of paved the way for the Lupitas of this time to like go through and do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard because they're all just they're so good. Yeah, I'm gonna stay undecided on the actress one, I think, but I'm gonna say Tony Todd for sure for the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Yeah, that was a hard one. Alrighty, if you had to pick one actress or actor to play all final girls in horror, who would it be and why? The Spook Squad podcast. Well, you already know mine. Lupita. Lupita. Easy. <laughs> Done. Next question. 
Lupita all the way. I'm fuck. I'm a stand for Lupita. <laughs> I fucking love how that girl acts. Dude, it would be Sarah Michelle Geller for me. Oh, okay. I That's fair. That's fair. I love seeing her. I love seeing Sarah kick butt a and also i think she has such a good scream her scream and like i know what you did last summer is so good that chase scene mm-hmm. is that chase scene in that one and also in scream too like her chase scenes in movies are always the best and mm-hmm. we know she can kick kick butt because she was buffy so exactly and she's just an amazing actress like she's just makes me feel all the feels anytime I see her acting. So I would love to see her as Vinyl Girl forever. Forever and all time. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Two more. So this one says, best last girl slash guy in a horror movie. And that is from Chris Snaps 88. I know mine. Okay, go ahead. Let me think. Mine is Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Always. Mm Mm-hmm always down for some nancy she's just so smart and she just is so cool and i just love how she just didn't care she was like i'm gonna kill him i just i have to kill him like sorry (laughs) she just like right away knew that she had to kill him and she tries (laughs) she does (laughs) her best she did her best (laughs) did her best okay you know i think i'll go with uh ellen ripley uh mm-hmm. from alien because uh she's just a badass like she's a badass through that whole fucking movie mm-hmm. and it's just like not only is she she a badass she also saves a girl and a cat you know what I mean? <laughs> like she's a she's a hero a badass and she fucks with one of the like creepiest creatures that we've seen in horror like i, I think ellen ripley for sure mm-hmm. yeah she's great all right last question and this is from abby and it says what has been the hardest part of making a podcast oh okay that's a good question i'm gonna say for me personally the social media aspect has been the hardest part for me um Mm -hmm. because as i barely post on my personal social media like i can go months and months without posting on it and Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, social media is just like, I know nothing about it. I know like very little about posting on there, hashtags, promoting, the etiquette of it all. Like that was something I was like, I have no idea what's going on. So (laughs) (laughs) let's do this. Like that probably was the hardest and still is the hardest thing for me to get a grasp on. It is difficult, though. You're doing a fantastic job. Oh my God, In case you. no one has told you recently, you know, you are doing fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I think on my side of things, probably between two. I mean, social media is up there, too, because also same um we both talked about it though like we're we're terrible at social media mm-hmm. at least from our like personal accounts um but i think one is definitely the time commitment was something to kind of get used to and that's like with any new project is like finding that balance between this new um this new undertaking that you're having and like your the rest of your life like i think i mean we've seen it here is like a good podcast takes quite a chunk of time from recording to the actual time it takes to like edit and everything else attached to that like the hours rack up really quickly Mm -hmm. 
And so learning to manage that between everyday life is a little difficult. And then the editing part was also hard because like until this podcast, I had never done any sort of um, audio editing beforehand. So learning that from scratch in like a week was not easy, Mm -hmm. but it's fun to have that skill set now and be able to do it. It's just even even today, like after so much practice with it, there are still things where I'd be like, I don't even know what the fuck this means. Yeah. Uh, I got I to gotta Google search this real quick. Yeah, it's definitely a learning curve. And it's one of those things where I feel like even when we've been doing this for a long time, there's probably going to be something brand new that pops up where we're like, um, what the heck? What is, what is this? <laughs> so at least at the moment, that was the hardest part because everything else kind of has an extra, like you can look it up and be like, how do I upload this? How do I, you know, how do I post my podcast how do i check this and you can find all of that through google i don't mm-hmm. feel like there's really like an instruction an instruction manual for social media so no because we'd like, all be famous yeah we're just like kind of on the fly every day for that but yeah yeah that's the hardest part in our opinions <laughs> all right well that is was that, is that it that was the last no. question thank you guys thank you guys so much for asking us questions and asking us such great questions that sparked some good conversations and debates. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so now that we have gone through the questions, I have a game I want to play. I want to play a game. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Alrighty. Okay. So, I was inspired by... Once upon a time at Christmas, because oh no, that okay. <laughs> movie that movie is based off of a Christmas song, basically, and that was the one thing that I gave it praise for. So I decided to write up some very short, concise plots of horror movies that I made up. And each horror movie is based on a Christmas song. So from, oh, from the synopsis <laughs> okay. that I read to you, you're going to have to guess what Christmas song I used as my inspiration to write this fake horror movie. I will do my best. So you're going to want to listen to the details. I'm going to tell you right now that the names that I have chosen for people don't matter. Okay. You're going to want to pay attention to the extra details around them. Now, this could, I could maybe took parts like lines from the song or just the overall effect of the song to make this. If you need a hint, feel free to ask me and I will try and lead you in the right direction. I get, I get a lifeline. <laughs> you get a lifeline. There are eight mini plots and... If you can guess which song I'm talking about without a hint, you get two points. If you need a hint, you get one point. Okay. And you win my respect. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I want for Christmas. Let's do this. I'm pumped. All right. So, number one. Mm -hmm. It's been three hard years for Annie Tinsel since the death of her guardian. She's lost her job, withdrawn from the world, and is now being told that she will lose her grandmother's house, despite it being left to Annie in her will. 
When she gets an anonymous tip alerting her of the whereabouts of the driver of the car involved in the hit and run that killed her grandmother, she sets out on a journey of revenge. What song is this movie based on? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh no. Um, uh, what was this? Uh, uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. We're on the board. All right. We're on two the board. points. Good job. <laughs> All right. Number two. I wish you could see the steam that like <laughs> left my left my skull as I was trying to figure that out. What? Oh man. I hope you homies are playing along as well. <laughs> Okay. I'm sure you're going to score better than I will, but well, all right, let's do it. I'm in there. Know. Okay. On the eve of Christmas, Johnny's stalking is driving cross country to make it home in time for the birth of his son. Johnny is on the verge of a crisis. His rock band is declining in popularity, and he's unsure if he's ready to be a husband or if he'll even have anything to bring as a father. On the way, he picks up a hitchhiker who eventually reveals herself as a crazed fan intent on making Johnny hers. What song? Oh, man. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock? No, that's a good guess. Um, Shit, I might need a hint on this one. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Johnny is in a rock band, but that doesn't mean that he's the singer. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I got to pass. I'm not sure. You pass on this one? Yeah. This movie is The Little Drummer Boy. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Oh, man. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. I tried to add some. He's going home for the birth of his son, and he's afraid he doesn't uh -huh. have anything to bring to him. Oh yeah, you're so right. You're so right. All right, it's cool. We'll make That's it up. Okay. We'll make it up in the second We're half. Still on we'll the make board. It up. Still on the board. All right, number three. Jerry has just been passed up for promotion at work again. His boss says that he needs more experience, while his coworkers think that he's too uptight. Jerry is working late one evening, while the rest of his coworkers attend the annual office Christmas party. While looking through the security cameras, Jerry notices a man wielding a knife and wearing a mask slip into the building and head towards the elevator. Jerry must act fast to prevent the slaughter of the Christmas party and save his coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's at a Christmas party. Oh my god. Um uh, a hint. I'm going to need a okay. hint. I'm going to need a hint. I'm going to read out the parts that you should pay attention to, okay? Okay. He has been passed up for a promotion at work. His boss says that he needs more experience. His coworkers think that he's too uptight. He has to act fast to prevent the slaughter of the Christmas party and save his coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> his boss, his boss says he needs more experience and his coworkers think that he's too uptight. They all go to the Christmas party without him. <laughs> I hate it because like as soon as you say it, I'm like, oh, it's so <laughs> obvious. Um, pass, pass. 
This one is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. No way. <laughs> no way. Oh, come on. <laughs> he has to save Christmas and save all of his coworkers. Oh, shit. Oh, damn it. I don't like him. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, these are these are hard. Yeah. These are not easy. Okay. I tried to make them hard, as hard as possible. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Game faces are on. Yeah, this is serious now. Okay. Homies, I hope you're doing better than I am. <laughs> I'm struggling right now. Okay. Mary is going on her first date with Tony on Christmas Eve. She is bringing him to the town hall Christmas party. The night goes well. They dance, eat some pie, and converse with their friends. While everyone is watching the lighting of the Christmas tree outside, Tony steals Mary away to kiss under the mistletoe. When Tony lets it slip that he knows more about Mary than she thought, a dangerous cat and mouse game begins. What is this? Uh, all I want for Christmas is you? No, good guess though. Okay. What was the last bit again? What was like just like that last portion? The Tony steals. Like after he steals her away. Oh, yeah. when Tony lets it slip that he knows more about Mary than she thought, a dangerous cat and mouse game begins. Uh, but last Christmas. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it's the things, it's the stuff before that that you're gonna want to pay attention to. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not just mistletoe, is it? No, but the mistletoe is important. Uh, okay. Do you want a hint? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that. There, the Christmas tree is important mm -hmm. so that's the hint <laughs> the christmas tree is important and remember they are at a christmas party where they dance talk to the mm -hmm. friends and then steal mm -hmm. away underneath the mistletoe underneath the mistletoe tonight <laughs> what is that song like i know the tune but uh Oh no, I have the tune, but I can't uh, think of the chorus. <laughs> happy, uh, happy ho holiday. holiday. <laughs> I forget the lyrics. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? What's the song called? <laughs> Is that Jingle Bell Rock, right? No. no, it's the other uh, one. I feel like Jingle Bell oh Rock no. and this song are very similar. Oh, no, 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 no. It's right there. Chris you know I have it too because I have the tune. Christmas tree. Tree and a happy heart. What are they doing around the Christmas tree? Uh, Walking around the Christmas tree. I'll take that. It's rocking around the Christmas tree. He's at a walking around the Christmas tree. <laughs> oh my god oh this is so hard i told you i know the tune of christmas songs but the <laughs> lyrics elude me okay all right so i will give you, you like a half point for that i'll give you a point for that so you have three okay. at the moment all right num <sighs> number five <laughs> i wish you could see the level of sweat that's just dripping down my brow as i'm trying to figure out these tunes Okay, number five, Eve is staying in her parents' cabin for the week of Christmas. She is up there to do some soul searching and find out what she really wants in life. 
Around the second day, a snowstorm begins to roll in. That evening, she hears a knock on the door. It's Marty, a man who had been driving up to his own cabin but had run off the road due to the snowy conditions. They share a drink, relax by the fire, and discover they have quite a bit in common. When Marty goes to call his friends and let them know where he is, Eve stops him. Her name's not actually Eve. This isn't her cabin, and no one can know she's been there. What song? Mm. Is it the Baby It's Cold Outside yes! song? Yes! Ding, ding, ding! Okay. Baby It's Cold okay. Outside. <laughs> Jesus. This is so stressful. <laughs> that, so now you've got five points. I don't know if I deserve all those, but we'll take it. Hey, that was a good, that was a good one. All right, you got three left. All right. Okay. So, one year ago, Holly had heart surgery. It went well, but lately she's been experiencing complications. She's been having unrestful sleep filled with vivid, horrible dreams. She soon starts to feel like an imposter in her own body, unable to control her sudden impulsive urges. She can barely recognize herself. She starts to feel a burning sensation in her heart that can only be soothed by violence. What song is that? Uh, she doesn't feel like herself. Her, oh Lord. Um, could you repeat it one more time? Yeah. So one year ago, Holly had heart surgery. It went well, but lately mm -hmm. she's been experiencing complications. She's been having unrestful sleep filled with vivid, horrible dreams. She soon starts to feel like an imposter in her own body, unable to control her sudden impulsive urges. She can barely recognize herself. She starts to feel a burning sensation in her heart that can only be soothed by violence. Uh, last Christmas? Yay! Holy shit. <laughs> oh, honestly, yes. I just heard last Christmas. I gave, I gave you, you my, my heart. heart. That's, yeah. that's, all, that's all I could come up with. I was like... <laughs> Screw it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Seven. All right. Two more. Okay. The small town of Crispin Falls prepares for their annual school Christmas festival. Hosted at the mm -hmm. local elementary school, everybody in town usually shows up and creates their own booth. New student Tori and his old, older brother Rusty create an arts and crafts booth that is immediately a hit with the kids. Everyone loves the new student, but they particularly enjoy his cool, older, and funnier brother. As the night passes on, parents start to notice their kids are missing, and all fingers begin to point towards Rusty. What song is that? Yo, you are a mastermind. What is this? <laughs> what are these? Um... Dude, I'm going to need a hint on this one. Yeah? This is a hard one. Yeah, I'm going to need a hint. Okay. So, they just got to town. Mm-hmm. And all the kids love Rusty because he's cool and funny. Frosty the Snowman? Yes. Ooh, Frosty okay. the Snowman. All right. <laughs> all right. We're in there. All right. We're in there. <laughs> all right. You've got nine. And this is your last one. So you can get an All right, ultimate score of 11. Can we get double digits? We got this. Mm -hmm, I believe in you. All right. Klaus has been having some strange dreams lately. Dream sorry. I'm sorry. Klaus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keep going. <laughs> Klaus <laughs> has been having some strange dreams lately. 
dreams of weird symbols, a warm glowing light, and snow dusted with blood. When he brings us up to his parents, he is immediately shut down and told to stop eating junk food before bed. When Klaus looks the symbols up, he discovers that they are connected to a demonic cult. After digging deeper, he discovers that the cult leader died under mysterious circumstances, leaving behind a child who is then given up for adoption. Klaus is about to realize that he was that child, and he's being called back to his original family. What song is that? Uh, oh, Holy Night? Ooh, no, but that was a good guess. It's not Silent Night, is it? No. It's I know it's 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 something something Jesusy. I know I know it's something <laughs> it's something Jesusy. Uh fuck, what's the other what's the other uh Jesus Christmas song? <laughs> um uh, oh shit. I don't want the hint because I want the points. <laughs> um what is it? All right. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Okay. He is seeing his old family in his dreams. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's important. Okay. That's 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 the hint? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and, dude. And they're trying to get him back. And they're trying to get him back. Uh, I want the double digits. <laughs> I want the double digits. Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, come all ye faithful? No. No. Okay. Give me all right, one more. One more guess. Um, he's seeing his old family, and they want him back. All I want for Christmas is you. No, but that was Damn a good it. guess. Think about <sighs> what the, is it? No, think about the dreams. The dreams. Okay. And the fact that he's seeing them in his dreams. I'm getting I'm getting no tunes, Erica. No, no jingles are coming in, are coming into my brain. I'm waiting for something to just kind of pop in there. <sighs> I think I think it's got to be a pass. Uh, I think it's got to be a pass. All right, this one was "I'll Be Home for Christmas." Uh. Damn if, it. If only in my dreams. That was what I was trying If to only <laughs> in my dreams. Uh, <laughs> damn it. We we're so close. Hey, we we're so close. We still ended with nine points on the board. Nah, that's not double digits. <laughs> I want to recount. <laughs> it's rigged. That was good. You did honestly, good, though. Yeah, I, I honestly did better than I thought I would. Because some of those were... I was taking loose liberties with a lot of those, so. Dude, I'm just happy to be on the board. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for playing my game, homies. Of course. I hope that you played along. And if you did, please let us know how many you got right. Because I would be interested in seeing if anybody was able to get all of them right or a majority of them right. Um, So, yeah, let us know how you did in the game. But without further ado, let's let's announce the winner of our holiday Q&A giveaway. 
And the winner is... Drum roll. The winner is RKO Creep 13. Hey! You did it. RKO. You did it. I hope I'm saying your handle right. But yes, <laughs> congratulations. You have won our Homies of Horror hoodie. Um, so be expecting a DM from us shortly and we will get all of that figured out. But thank you guys so much for um, participating in our giveaway. We definitely want to do more in the future. So please be on the lookout for that. We This is our first one. So we were just kind of dipping our toes in but in the future we would love to give even more keep an eye peeled for that we will be announcing it we hope that you guys have an awesome christmas or whatever you're doing tomorrow um we hope that it is a good day and that you guys enjoy it and we thank you guys for allowing us to to spend the holidays with you in some capacity We won't be having our episode come out on Monday. Just a heads up again. We will be having our next episode come out Thursday, Christmas Eve. So be on the lookout for that one. Um, Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would very much appreciate it. And we love to hear from our homies. You can find us on our social media. We are Homies of Horror on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can always email us if you have any business inquiries. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. But (laughs) gmail.com. Is that? Yeah, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I don't think I've ever (laughs) said dot com before. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. All right. I've had a lot of nog, homies. (laughs) I hope you guys have a great night and we will be talking to you soon. (laughs) Catch you later, homies. Bye.